pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. The mission of the church is to find lost children and bring them back to the Father's house. This is God's house, and we, bring, we pray that we bring children back to his house. And when they are here, we celebrate, we rejoice. Can anyone do helhola? Can we do some helholas? Hello, good morning. <laughs> when children come back to God's house, we helhola, we celebrate, we rejoice. Jesus says three times, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Rejoice with me because I have found the coin that I have lost. Now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. When lost children come back, we rejoice. The church is meant to be a place of joy. A lot of times you'll hear me preach and I preach a hard message or a message that is kind of depressing, you know? It's kind of like, Father, there's so much bad in the world, and I'll talk about it because someone's got to say it, right? Someone, we're too afraid of saying, like, the hard things in life. But today, I really want to focus on the joy of a son coming back into his father's house. Notice how there's so much bad in the world, sure, but recognize God's perspective, their perspective of God is when the one son returns, rejoice, hallelujah. So oftentimes we focus so much on the negative, so much bad in the world, there's so much going on. But today God is saying, rejoice with me. My son was dead and he's alive. If there are any children who are coming back to Jesus today, rejoice. Can we hold up, please? Good morning. Yalla. Best. All right, kids, kids, I want you to scream out in the top of your voice, freedom. I'm going to say where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, and you're going to say freedom, and you're going to scream it out loud. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. That's what I'm talking about. Rejoice in the freedom that God has given us to be children of God. We are no longer slaves to sin. We rejoice because God has given us his Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is... Yeah. All right. Freedom to be children of God. So that when we come back, we say to the Father, Father, just treat me like a slave. But the Father puts a ring on his finger and says, You're my son. I love you. So rejoice. Because salvation and the kingdom of God is among us. Rejoice, church! Okay, so <laughs> we need to start rejoicing in what God has already done instead of focusing so much on the future. And in the future, there's so much anxiety. Anxiety is future-oriented. Anxiety is full of worry about the future. But God has brought his children back. You are in the Father's house, and I rejoice over you. I rejoice over you who are sitting here. This is the most beautiful sight. You are in God's house. When you rejoice over what God has already done, you participate in the joy of heaven. Jesus says, I tell you in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous. 
He says again, in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Okay, I can understand how this message that I'm speaking and the joy that I have in my face and in my heart, I can understand how it might be a little off-putting or it might be a little like, Abuna, like chill out. Like, <laughs> okay, because we grew up and I grew up with priests who never smiled. I grew up with nuns who looked grumpy and I'm like, are they happy? You know? Okay, so, but these nuns smile. I love, can you stand up, sisters? Come on. There we go. I love it. So, you know, we're, we're sometimes we're too serious. And here's the thing. Like, we're doing the most serious thing. Like, the most immense, powerful thing on the altar you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, bread and wine will turn into the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus. Like, that is solemn. That is holy. That is serious. In a, it is, you know. That doesn't mean we can't rejoice. You know, Mass is a party. Mass is a wedding feast. Mass should be full of joy. I'm sure we had some kids who came here today and were like, do we really have to go to church? Church is boring. No one looks happy. This is not our church. Okay, so let's talk about the prodigal son. I love this parable, the prodigal son. And the prodigal son said, Father, give me the share of my estate. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm good. No thanks. I don't want to be here, okay? Let's ask the question, why did he leave? Now, the prodigal son, the son who left, was he the older son or the younger son? The younger son. So he had an older brother. And so one of the things I want to propose to you is that the younger son left because of the way the older son showed how it is to be in the father's house. I'm going to say that again. The younger son saw his older brother, and he's like, that's, that's what it means to look like like in God's house, I'm good. Like, no thanks. A lot of people think that God is a buzzkill because we focus so much on what we can't do instead of living in the freedom of what we can do, which is love. And you can love deeply in the Father's house. But the older, the younger son looked at his brother and he's like, that's all rigidity. I, all I see is like work, work, work. The older son who's in the field and here's the thing, when the younger son came back and there was a party, right? Party? Say party. Okay, there was a party and the older son is in the field, he's working, all of that. The older son hears music and he's like, what's that music? Why is there, why is there music? Because the older son never expected to have joy or to have a party in his father's house. Is that our church? Is that you? Go to church, super serious. People look around at you and they're like, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to be happy. I want to have joy. The older son had no expectation of a party. And so the younger son's looking at him and he's like, I'm good. No thanks. Are we too serious? Are we too rigid? Do we smile when we come into church? 
Do we rejoice over the people that we see? Look around you. This is your family. Let's rejoice over all of us who are here. Why are we having a church festival today? So that we can rejoice. That we can see each other and enjoy each other. We can have a party. You know, the church, I feel like it shifted through our youth programs. Why we do summer camp. Any kids in summer camp? Raise your hand. How fun is it? Good. So good. Right? All right. It's so good. And when I was growing up as a kid, I looked at church as something I do not want. I'm good. No thanks. I didn't see fun in it. Our youth groups are fun. And they need to be fun. They still should be Jesus-centered. But they should be full of joy. Um, I'll tell you a quick secret. When I was 17 years old, I felt called to priesthood. And I was like, what's that? Like, why, you know? But then I looked around and I was like, I'm looking at these priests. And honestly, they're happy. They're good men, right? But I didn't see them smile. And I said, why would I want to be a priest? So at 17 years old, I felt called to priesthood. And I said, no thanks. And for seven years, I battled this lie that if I'm a priest, I won't be happy. The lie from the devil that says that. You guys know me. I think I'm the happiest person in this church. Why? Because Jesus loves me. Because, because there is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in Jesus who gives me freedom. I am not a slave to sin. You know, okay, let's, go, let's get now to the, um, to the younger son. The younger son left because he saw his older brother who didn't show joy. But he may have also left because he looked at the world and he's like, I want to experience that. I'd, I'd call that FOMO, right? Fear of missing out, FOMO. Do we ever experience FOMO? The younger son saw the world and he's like, I want that. I want to live that. I want to try that. How many of our kids, kids, stay listening, especially teens, high schoolers, college students, you look at the world and you say, I want to try everything. I want to do everything at least once so that I can always say, I at least did it. If it's sinful, don't do it, Habibi. Don't live it. You don't need it. Because what ends up happening when you live in sin, you become a slave to sin. And so this son, he went out into a distant country far away from his father's house and he said, I'm going to try everything. He loses everything, and he starts to identify with his sin. So as he's walking back to his father, he's walking back, and he's like, okay, I got to go back. Actually, verse 17, really powerful verse. The son, he's amongst pigs. And you know, in Jewish culture, if you're amongst pigs, that's the worst thing. That's not halal. So you can't be with pigs. You're dirty. And so he's amongst pigs, and he's like, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough food to eat? And here am I starving. And so verse 17 says, coming to his senses, coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired servants have food? Coming to his senses. I pray that some of us in this church have a come to Jesus moment. Come to Jesus moment. Come to your senses. That what you're living in, what, some, what I lived in in the past, it's not going to satisfy you. Okay, he's coming back to his father's house. You don't even have to follow me, Steve. I love you. 
He's coming back to his father's house and he's thinking, okay, I'm gonna tell my father, like, I've sinned against heaven, I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be called your son anymore. I'm not worthy to be called your son. So that means that the son identified with his sin, that he felt like his sin was who he was. Family, I wanna tell you, you're not your sin. If you have sinned, that is not who you are. There is freedom in the love of Jesus. You are a child of God. And so the son is walking. The son is walking. He's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Look what happens in the story. The father caught sight of his son. The father looked he was looking for his son. He caught sight of him and he had compassion. And then what did he do? He ran. He ran to his son. And he said, my son, you're back. He ran to him. And here's why he ran. Do you guys know why he ran to his son? Because his son was the worst of the worst. His son deserved to die. And in Hebrew culture back then, if a son came back who had disowned his father, he lost everything. If a son came back, then the people in the village had every right to kill the son before the father even saw him. I'm going to say that again. If the son came back into the village and the father hadn't seen him yet, the people of the village see him, they're like, oh, we're going to do the father a favor and we're going to kill the son. What did the father do? He ran to his son. And in running to his son, he saved his life. He saved your life. He saved your life. The father running to you saved your life. Because you couldn't get to him. They would have killed you. God saved your life. John 3.16. Can we pray it together? For God, repeat after me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that all who believe in him will not die but have eternal life. Amen. And it continues that God did not send his son to condemn the world but that the world may have life through him. God does not condemn you when you come back, we've all sinned. When you come back, it's mercy. And when the father saw his son, he had compassion on his son, and he put a ring on his finger. And on that ring, it has the symbol of his family name, the emblem. And in that ring, it identifies who you are. You all have a ring on your finger. By virtue of your baptism, you are all children of God. Sons and daughters of God who loves you. Your sin is nothing. Your sin is a piece of sand in an ocean of mercy. Come back. Come to Jesus. Family, we are all the younger son. In that, we've all fallen away and need to come back. Family, we are all the older son. When the father threw a party and the, the older son is like, I'm not going in. The father entreated him. The father pleaded with him and he's like, son, the older son, son, let's rejoice. 
All of us, older sons, are invited to rejoice in God's kingdom. Rejoice in lost children who have come back. And in that, we are all invited to be like the Father who welcomes children back into God's house. We're having a festival after this Mass, and the festival has a purpose. It's so that all of us as a family can come back into God's house, can share a meal together. Our first meal today that we share is on that altar, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. After Mass, I just pray that all of us stay, go outside, share a meal, enjoy each other, be with each other. The Father loves you, and in that, I rejoice. God bless you.